What was he singing? He was singing um, what what about Earth Song by Michael Jackson, I think it was. Yeah, I like that song. I yeah. Think. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good intro. You weren't expecting that. I was no, not expecting no. that. It's that usually so me right up. Cool, calm and collected. And he's just know. Give him a microphone and he goes yeah. crazy. wonder what he's like at karaoke. I don't know. We should find out. Probably should. Based on that little tiny snippet of Earth Song. <laughs> Okay. You're listening to the Real Reading Podcast. We apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down the toilet is not a, not a very good idea. Did you ever watch that program uh, Hunted on Channel yes. 4? Yes, that Did was you brilliant. Did see the yes. one where the guy came out of Reading Station yeah. and chased him all through Reading, yeah. all along the canal, and eventually caught him? Yes, that was brilliant. Hello. Hello. I'm Rachel Nemeth. I'm Tom Canning. And welcome to episode 80 of the Real Reading Podcast with our guest presenter, Jonathan Lowe. Hello, AKA Jonathan Lowe. J Lowe. What's Hello. the down low, J Lowe? What's the low down? The low down is that I'm here. Do you ever get bored of? Very special time. People <laughs> asking you how low things are. Occasionally, yeah. <laughs> Are, you, are um, they surprised when you're quite tall? Yeah, they usually, uh, yeah, I'm excessively tall for someone whose name's low. Yes, and you've got a relatively high-pitched voice as well for someone who is... Oh, I don't need to be personal, Tom. Well, that's just how it sounds. I don't think in real life I've got a too high a voice. Maybe I do. Okay, I mean, you are. it, it is showtime, and we are putting on a show, so <laughs> we all, you know... Time for a showtime voice. Yes. I love these awkward intros. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we've done the awkward intro. This oh, is right, the this is the real this is the real part of it. Wow. Um, we also have guest interviewees who are Dane White and Dom Jemsky. They are the guys behind behind the brand new brewery, Phantom Brewing Co. I went down there, unsurprisingly, as That's soon as shocker. I heard about it. As soon as I heard about it, I ran off down there. Off. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. 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 So we got there. Um, are you going to tell us about it in a bit? Yeah, I'm not going to tell you about it now. I don't want to spoil okay, it. Okay, I won't ask any um, questions then. No, don't. Okay, wait, hold I mean, it. We'll, we'll, uh, <laughs> suspense is killing me, <laughs> I know, I'll be honest. Right? <laughs> well, obviously, John, you're a big, big beer drinker. It's often after a Reading game on uh, on a Saturday, you'll be down the uh, pubs that are Reading pubs. Um, you'll be down, oh God, I can't even remember any of them now. It's all gone. Well, I mean, you've got the Jazz Cafe at the Medeski Stadium. If, well, uh, you don't really need to go anywhere else, do you? Yes, yeah, that's probably the closest. Um, or the... No. The one that's name I got wrong, that's no longer the Trooper Potts. The Victoria Cross. The Victoria Cross. Smashing back there. a Foster's or two. Yep. My favourite uh, drink, <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Can't beat a my boss is watching this, then uh, no, I don't actually do this. <laughs> no, okay. What is your favourite drink, John? Oh, you've put me on the spot. I'll tell you later on because I can't... It's probably right now. If I know you very well, it'll probably be water or something like that. There's oh. nothing wrong with water. No, there's not. It's the source of life. It's a good hue stand-in. I do like a, I do like a bit of lemon, to be honest. <laughs> oh, push the boat out. What, Wowzers. Like a bit of lemon or a bitter lemon? A bitter lemon. That, that horrible-looking turquoise drink. It tastes so good. <laughs> WKD? No, that's no? WKD oh. Blue. That's, that's, that's Blue. I shouldn't right. judge yeah, yeah. people by our standards. No. Um, a okay. nice bottle of Reef. Oh, oh. You can down in one go. <laughs> oh, dear. Torpedo Many oh, horrible Yates's nights. Mm. Aviation fuel. Is that an actual drink? That's yes. probably, it's it's probably a beer called Aviation to, Fuel. Um, Q Club on a Thursday night. I presume they still do it. I mean, why wouldn't they? It's such a nice drink. I'm not sure that they'd let people of my age in, would they? Well, they let you into Lola Low the <laughs> other week. That is, is true. That is true. Um, we've also got Rachel's Fact of the Week, and John is going to tell us a little bit about what's been happening down at the Medeski Stadium. He's not just wallpaper. <laughs> I don't know why I wrote that. It was funny in my head when I wrote it. But there's obviously a oh, lot going on. This joke, he invited no, you for I've, decoration. Yes, I just think. like oh, I see. So I'm not meant to talk. I'm just meant to just look down there the and, and look. Yeah, yeah, like like yeah, like an extra. Now you tell me. <laughs> I can stop talking if you like. No, that's fine. We'll talk to you about Medeski Stadium in a little while. In the meantime, Rachel, you wanted to talk about some festivy 
things you've been up to. You've oh. done basically everything festive in Reading. I feel like I packed all the festive into one weekend, which uh, it was nice. So Saturday, Zachary and I went to the Etsy Made Local Market in St. Lawrence's Church. Oh, yes. Which is the one next to the town hall. The one with the famous scaffolding that no longer is. That's the one. Um, and it was a massive success, oh, I excellent. believe. Yeah. I mean, one of our friends and ex-colleagues, Becky, was part of the organising team, if not the main organiser. Way back about possibly 40 podcasts ago now, quite a long time, we did have Becky on talking yeah. about her Etsy markets. They were at BrewDog at the time. Yes. And I believe they've just had a big weekend. They had two markets this weekend. I yeah, believe. they did one at St. Lawrence, um, St. Lawrence's, the, the one that we went to. Yeah. I think she had about 2,500 people came to that Oh, one. wow. Oh, it fantastic. was absolutely packed when we went in. And then I think on Sunday they did a, a second one at Double Barreled. They did indeed, yes. The, bre- the brewery, yep. or second home. Yep. Um, so, yeah, so that was nice. A bit of Christmas shopping. Um, and then on Sunday, we went to see <laughs> Frozen 2 in the morning. Let it go, Rach. <laughs> is that in it? No, uh, no, not really. It's kind of the point few of the whole little, film, isn't it? I get, I've, few uh, little I teasers that, yeah. of let, it. Let it go. Yeah. Not that I've seen Are you going to burst into song again? I'm not going to burst into song, mate. But. <laughs> uh, it was really good. Was it? Like, we... Obviously, we went for Zachary, but uh, I really enjoyed yeah. it. Okay. And I'm gonna—I'll just put it out there because my husband will tell everyone that I cried a little bit. It's totes emotion. <laughs> I cried at the end of Paddington too. I must admit, oh, I still do every time I watch it. Films. Get, there's one called Peeps Dragon that Zach really oh. liked, like the newer one, oh, right. not the original cartoony oh. one. Uh, gets me every time, like proper sobbing. If I can just let you into a little secret. Hmm. Not really a secret. Just a, uh, as a kid, I really hated those films where they had real life mixed with cartoon action. Oh, really? You know, like Mary Poppins and yeah. Uh, just and I think it was Pete's Dragon. Is that Pete, that's what the that's original what, yeah. Pete's Dragon? It was, was mixed like with yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, just but I just my tiny little mind couldn't get it. Get like, your head why it. are there cartoon characters? It's just I don't know. Uh, uh, anyway. Anyway, what so else? we Anything saw else Frozen festive? Two. Yeah, and then we went. Um, I was singing with the rock choir that I haven't mentioned for a little while. Uh, we were singing in John Lewis down in the basement for a while, singing Christmas songs. That was really nice. It sounds really sinister. Does it? In the basement. <laughs> you were singing in the basement. It's like yeah. So it was just coming through like the aircon and stuff. You could just hear these little <laughs> tinny voices coming through. <laughs> They're trapped. No, it was really not because we sung where the Christmas shop is down in in the basement level. Oh, yes. And then people were standing on all the balconies looking down. Throwing things. What, throwing bread rolls and all sorts. <laughs> they <laughs> need feeding. I think people enjoyed it a little bit. Oh, good. Okay. It was good fun. And then on the way home, we popped into that Winter Wonderland in um, Forbury. Ah. Is it, is it really wintry wonderlandy? Because Hugh uh, and I popped down there and... In fairness, there was no one there because it was midday. Oh, no, it's and it was raining. When it gets dark. And it was raining. No, no, no. It was quite okay. Quite good. Um, there's an ice rink, and there was um, like a bar with little huts you could sit in and get yep. mulled wine yep. and lots of rides for okay. the kids. You, you need to go down with. A, there's a lot I of flashy lights. Saw it kind Big of from a distance okay. Okay. last night. Okay, just fair enough. It's very, very flashy for a Reading town centre. Fair enough. It was quite busy as well when we went, but yeah. Oh, very festive. Yeah, it was Rach. very festive. Very festive. Yeah. Um, and then we came home and watched the most festive film. Love Actually. Die Hard. Ah. He would heartily agree with you there. He would. <laughs> he would not be... Uh, Husband's choice. I will make him watch Love Actually very, very soon. Love Actually is. Die Hard. All around. <laughs> so that was my festive weekend. I flipping love that film. Mm, me too. Love actually, not Die Hard. Do you not find, you know, Andrew Lincoln's character went with the balls? Yeah, sinister. Yeah, as it as it's got older, bit weird. Yeah. All the videotape. Yeah, I just I don't I just keep it over Basically there. Basically stalking my yeah. best friend's wife. It's not ideal. And somehow she thinks that's really cute. Also, the kid running through the airport. Not sure. Um, Evading security, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> abandoning his dad. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Dad would be a few in prison. Layers to that. that dad would be in prison. Bit weird. Anyway, anyway, 
Um, I still <laughs> love it. I will still yeah. watch it every year. Yeah, I will. I tend oh, to watch it closer to Christmas. Carol. I tend to watch it. It's got a bit Christmassy. Let's uh, move away from that. Um, in the meantime, here is Jeremy with how you can get in touch with the show. Get in touch with the team. Find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod, and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. You can also email getreading at reachplc.com. Thank you, Jeremy. He doesn't really pop in, as you oh, can see. Wait, I didn't hear anything there. Was there meant to... Oh, no, I cut it. Yeah, he, got... he popped in and did his bit. And, yeah. It's the magic of cut and... Cut and paste. Cut and Thingy, run. yeah. It's a bit weird Brilliant. when you put the video up and we all just stop talking. Okay, um, meantime, weekly question I put on Facebook and our Twitter pages and sometimes our Instagram pages... Uh, although I won't reply to the Instagram page, so we'll just uh, gloss over that one. Meanwhile, this week's question was against the backdrop of a picture I found of two people playing Laser Quest at Laser Quest in Reading. I thought um, that picture might have been of you. No, <laughs> no, no, I, I wasn't <laughs> quite that similar curly hair. Yeah, yeah, curly hair, but that's black curly hair. Um, well, it is a black and white picture. <laughs> it's, well, that's how it printed, John. <laughs> Don't get me to explain how printers work. Um, you did ha- used to have little blonde tips put in your hair, so it would <laughs> yes, be beyond the realms yes. of possibility that you dyed it black at some point. Oh, very true. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, name something you can't do in Reading anymore. And we had a few responses. Um, before I just fiddle around and try and find the responses, anything that you can think of that you can't do in Reading anymore? You can't go to Strawberry Fields down Smelly Alley and buy joss sticks and beaded necklaces and uh, patchwork dungarees, which is something that I used to do most weekends. Fair enough. Yep. I found them. Here we go. Are you ready? Yeah. I've got something to say about the Laser Quest. Has anybody commented? No, no one's really commented about Laser Quest, which is odd. So Mm. um, hold that thought. I'll hold it. Uh, we have uh, Barry Denton, friend of the pod, previously been on, talking about two one, Radio 210. says, uh, listen to Radio 210 unless you listen to some old clips on radio210.co.uk. Okay, another shameless plug, but it's okay, Barry, because, you know, we like you. 210 on the wireless? Yes. Is this uh, Reading 107? No, 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 no. no. Oh, so you can't listen to Reading 107 either, so no. that, is, that could <laughs> True. be... True, yes, you can have that I one. I think before Heart, there was 210 FM. Was that? Yeah, that's, that, that's what it was, wasn't it? Yes, it was, it certainly was. Uh, and before that, it was 210. To Radio 210. You should go back and listen to the podcast we did about Radio 210. With uh, Graham Torrington. Yes. It's Late Night Love, that so you can't listen to that anymore. <laughs> so what happened to 210 then? Was it... Uh, uh, it's now Heart, Thames Valley. Oh, okay, it changed yeah. to Heart. Do you not listen to this podcast at all? As bad as Hugh. I do Perfect listen standing. every now and then. Okay. More than. Well, we could rely on our yeah. colleagues for listener figures. Um, Chris Witkowski on Twitter says, go to Riley's down Oxford Road for a Saturday of snooker. There's a couple oh, of others on Twitter yeah. I, I can't really read out, but if you if you want to go and see what they are, you can go and have a little look. Is Colours still there as well? No, Colours, Colours is the one that was around the corner from the Reading Evening yeah, Post that Office. That's gone hall. now as that well. That was really good as well. I used to go there yes. with my brother and play a bit of snooker. A couple of Facebook ones for you. Steve Gabb says, watch Speedway. Yep, that was good. I went to the dogs there. It was the dogs Hang on, on, hasn't that come back? No. You no that was talk of it, wasn't That there? was in the big list of ambitious plans that never happened. Are you sure there's not some Speedway back? I'm sure. Absolutely 100%. You probably know more than me, so but I'm sure there was a story about. There were many coming, stories uh, over the years. Speedway coming back to Reading. That has been talked about. I don't know where, but it's. Okay. It's not. Hugh would have been all over that. That's why I'm a football expert and not a Speedway expert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Martin Rackley says go, go, go kart on the outdoor track or go to McDonald's without Dorman. Oh. That, that sounds. I think, I think, Martin, you're, going, you're just going to McDonald's at the wrong time of night there, really. <laughs> or. Get it delivered. And go on the showboat in the Fry Street McDonald's. (laughs) Yes, that's true. Oh, yes. Even I remember that. With the silly mirrors. Um, Hugh will appreciate this one. David McMullen says, get the Utopia bus to Utopia. Yeah. David I went to school with, so he would have been getting the Utopia bus, I think, from the old manor. Oh, right. Um, Lots of people have said, go bowling. Now, we briefly spoke 
uh, about bowling before we started recording. Um, I do not understand the obsession with bowling. So I grew up in Bracknell, as many people will know. There has been a bowling alley in Bracknell for as long as I can remember. I have been bowling so many times, I don't get it. Just sorry. Maybe it's because it was just there at your disposal. Yeah. You just yeah. took it for granted, but because we haven't got it, we we want it. I did see some of the comments on there that they're talking about the one that was up where IKEA is. Yes, now. apparently there was one. But I'm sure that my mum told me that there was one kind of around uh, sort of TGI's area. Oh, really? Oh, I don't know. know. In I don't know. Years gone by. There's no good asking John because he wasn't here. It's one of those things, though, like. When you do have one, you don't really make the use of it. But when you don't have it, you really want one. So you can't really win. Yeah. Like I spend all year going, oh, wouldn't it be great if Reading had an ice rink? Wouldn't it be great if Reading had an ice rink? And then they put one in the fall brew. Will I go on it? No. Nah, probably no not. Chance, no. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. A couple more. Uh, lots of people have mentioned uh, various nightclubs. Alley Cats, RG Ones, Washington Heights, New Valbon. Um, we yes. talk about, Hugh talks about these quite a lot. The Fez. Um, Alley Cats. <laughs> the Fez. Um, the one I, I, I just, I feel like um, Barbara. I used to love the Fez Club. Yeah. I, yeah, I, it was I, good though. Yeah, mind it. There's a, there's a lady called Barbara Pask, or Pask, sorry Barbara if I've mispronounced your name. Uh, I feel like she's she's got a little bit off her chest here. She says, go to a bowling alley, go to a proper swimming pool, avoid traffic jams made worse by traffic lights and bus lanes. Mm-hmm. And relax. Yeah, it's not great. Oh, traffic lights. Just, uh, but, you know. Yep. That's not just a Reading-specific problem, though. No, no, no. It's an everywhere problem, isn't it? So, um, Those were some of the responses uh, f- to our question of the week. Um, there will be another question next week. Hopefully you'll get your name on the wireless. Do you, do you want to hear what I was going to say about LaserQuest? Oh, yes, I do. Yes, please. Yeah, so I used to like LaserQuest as it was a Who didn't? fairly staple party venue. Oh, good, yeah. For yeah kids when we were at um, primary school but a friend of mine her daughter just had her birthday and they went to the one in Wokenham oh right they had a lovely time they had a very lovely time someone take the safety off however you're not allowed to run so we remember the concept of laser quest right you're supposed exactly You you have to walk around quickly and around. somebody got told off because they were crouching down. What? Like in that a kind ridiculous. of hidey kind of in a hiding behind something. Yeah. In woke. Well, like, this is this is the trouble it's with woking. Weird, isn't it? This is the problem with too too many I'm rules. I'm sure we were just commando rolling and yeah. running and yeah. jumping. There were ramps. There were there were there were ramps. There were drums to hide behind. No, uh, like oil drums, not bass drums. Um, yeah, oh, see, that's the trouble. That's woken them. Too many rules, too strict. Just, oh, just get a life. We were basically cool, you don't like we Woking, do you? Well, no, no one does. It's a close rival to Bratnell, <laughs> isn't it? That's the thing. Mm. Not, not a friendly neighbour then. <laughs> no, clearly not. Um, sorry, I've lost my script. Where are we? Okay, uh, what is next? Um, it is time for Rach's fact of the week. Reading fact of the week. Hello, Rachel. Hello. It's your Thomas. time to shine, even though I've already given you other times to shine as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have more time to shine. Okay. What is your fact of the week? Well, I was going to, it's quite a brief one this week, but because it has been cold, like I've been really quite, noticeably. quite cold. Yeah, noticeably. And also because I went to see Frozen, little tenuous link, um, I was going to talk about the coldest that it has got in Reading in history what is the coldest it's got in reading in history so the reason i picked up on this as well is because there was a story on berkshire live a couple of weeks ago i think it was one of hughes to be fair about um the exacter weather have predicted that it's going to be the coldest or the snowiest ever this winter which i'm sure is what is said (laughs) every every single year (laughs) on record it's it just gets we nobody believes it because no. it's never actually happened. And somehow, um, we, in in this sort of area, this part of the country, for some reason, we seem to miss out on all the extreme weather. Passes well, you say that we're in the middle. Oh, well, I'll come back to that oh, in okay. a minute. I contradict you there. Um, but the mess, o- the Met Office contradicted exacter weather um, 
saying that actually we're going to have above average temperatures in December and it's just going to be wet and windy, so just more of what we've had for the last month or two, really. So, quiz time? Quizzy. Quiz time. So, um, the coldest temperature... So, we've got two different temperatures, day and night. Okay, so the coldest temperature in Reading at night was reached on the 14th of January 1982... How cold did it get, J-Lo? You better not have looked at my pad. I did no not, cheating. No, I did not. You no. totally did. We've did. Got oh, I can tell by his little smirky smile. I can do a replay. No. I can do an action replay. <laughs> Busted. Yeah. No, I completely deny that allegation. Okay. Uh, Lowest temperature. Sorry, what was the question? Ha- Sorry. You put me off now. I completely <laughs> forgot what the question was. The lowest night temperature reached in Reading on the 14th of January 1982. Minus 15 degrees Celsius. J-Lo. If he does this in Fahrenheit, I'll not be happy. Can, no, can you go with the same as him? No, I'm going to go with... He's thinking about it really See, hard. this is Reading. Um, oh, oh. I would yes, say... it is. Wait, what did this you go This quiz for? could take a while. Minus 15 <laughs> degrees. So I was going to say something around that. Um, yeah, I that's because you looked at my pad. No, I did not. <laughs> Um, do you want me back on this podcast or not? <laughs> it's just pants. Just right, pants. come on then. Minus 25. Wow, That's okay. Ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That, that is not ridiculous. I it have, is. I have experienced not temperatures country, of minus 20 in France. That was the coldest I've ever come across. Wow. Minus 20. Have you not been to Russia? I've been to Russia. I've been to Russia, but not in the depths of winter. You grew up on the coast as well, so it's definitely colder down there. No, it's the reverse. It's yeah, warmer. Yeah, wind chill, maybe. Yeah, wind chill factor and cold seas making the cold air cold. Do you want cold. to know the answer? I'd love to know yeah. the answer because we okay. really should move on. So the answer is minus 14.5. Oh, hello. Winner. See, that doesn't seem that cold. It's pretty chilly. What? Okay. Uh, daytime temperatures yes. uh, was 12th of January 1987. Is this the lowest, yes? Again. Lowest, yeah. Uh, minus. Do you want to go first, John? Because I, I don't. Yes, want please. I would say minus eight. Oh, I was going to say something around that. Uh, I'm going to say minus five. Minus six point eight. I think that's Jalo's win. Was it Just. exactly fifty-fifty in between? Yeah, six point five would have been. So yeah, I'll, I'll take that one, one all. One all. Right. So <laughs> one more temperature. To okay, guess. one more temperature okay. to guess. What's the prize? Bec- victory. Um, the, the, satisfaction. The, satisfaction the satisfaction of winning. Benson always comes up on the news. RAF. It? RAF Benson, because it is like the coldest place in England. Is it? Well, it always seems to record a very, it's a very significant weather station place. Okay. don't know whether it's because it's on quite a big flat open bit, right in the middle, far away from the sea. Okay. So, the lowest temperature recorded there... Is this just ever? On the 6th of January 2010 at night. Right, well, I would say that's minus 24. I'm going to say minus 18. Boom! Oh, yeah. How does it feel like to be? Well, thanks for being on the podcast. I think I might uh, make (laughs) an early swift exit. (laughs) Um, And just quickly, snowfall. Back in 1963, apparently it snowed in Reading for 15 days. Wow. In a row. In 1953? Uh, 63. Oh. In January. Wow. So there was over 30 centimetres of snow on the ground. Good grief. Can you imagine if that I happened thought you were now? Ask, like, how, how fast did it fall? <laughs> how big were the snowflakes? Was it like non-stop for 15 days? It can't have been. It, well, it might have been. It must have been 15 days on the on the bounce, mustn't it? That's pretty incredible. Yeah, that's quite a long time. Uh, so what's the question? Was this no, bonus no, there was oh, no question, question that time. Just, just 30 fact. centimetres of snow, so that's probably like as deep as my pad, isn't well, it? Well, 30 centimetres, like isn't that the, the size of a ruler at school? A shatter-resistant ruler, yes. Yeah, John's just going to go, well, that's that not half. very impressive. That was a small one. That was a, small, that was, that was a smaller yes, ruler, yeah, yeah. 30, 30 centimetres. Okay, thank you, everybody. That is the end of part one. In part two, we will join John Lowe for a little lowdown on Reading Football Club. Welcome to part two. Hello, Jonathan Lowe. Hello. How are you? 
Very good, thanks. Enjoying this podcast so far. Good. Plenty of banter to get. It's like being in the changing room, isn't it? Nearly walked out, but uh, (laughs) after losing that quiz, which is really frustrating. Video viewers will notice that not once did he attempt to even leave his seat. I thought about it. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, You're just not a mind reader. (laughs) So, John... um, Tell us what you've been. Sorry, I was. What I was going to start with was um, this isn't your first time on this podcast, is it? You've also been on some other podcasts as well. Yes, I go on the Elm Park Royals podcast from time to time. You're very good on there. Very informative. Why, thank you. Um, do you actually listen, or are you I just saying that? Listen to the one that I was on. We were on the same one, weren't we? We were indeed. We were, yeah. yeah, you were good on that though. Thank uh, you. Any more? Uh, not that I can remember. You're putting me on the spot now. But I don't think so. No, oh, okay. Well, you're available for podcasting. I am, yeah. If people oh, yeah, like the cut yeah. of your jib, yep. Then you're love available. That phrase. Yeah, so do I. Mm. I don't really know what a jib is, but I'm no, sure I'm someone not sure will either, but I like tell us. It. So, John, what is going on down at the Medeski Stadium? We've got Rachel here, former season ticket holder, it's fed t- up with the way things were going. Out of touch fan, though. I bet I would know no. Players. Were you a season ticket holder? Did you not know that? No, I didn't. Yeah. Gave it, she gave it up because you she was absolutely sick to death for about 10 years? of really? the performance of the club and the players and it was nothing to do whatsoever with having a small child. Did you go along with Hugh Fort? Because I Hugh did. had a season ticket. He did. Did you know him at the time or not? I don't think me and Hugh really Move in the same circles. At that time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I didn't go with Hugh. No, I went with my brother. Well, I yeah. never knew. Yeah. So, yeah, so former season ticket. So, so John... What's been going on? What's been happening? New manager. So, yeah, the constant change in manager continues. Reading are on their... Well, when Mark Bowen, the current manager, was appointed... Himself by himself? Uh, no, it wasn't by himself. It was by the owner, who is Chinese businessman, Mr. Dai Young. Okay. Live fast, Dai Young. I'd like to add that in. Um, <laughs> that was Reading's third manager in about 18 months. Which is not ideal, is it? That's no, it's not. Let's really be honest. Really unsettling for the players. I mean, fancy our well, your, your your boss Tom or your boss Rachel having three bosses in eighteen months. It's just crazy. Wouldn't know if I was coming or going. I know that's kind of the industry, but it's, it's yeah, all that uncertainty and but it's it's not good. It's gone quite well so far. Yeah, I'd say so. Over the last uh, what was it, six to eight weeks or so, things have settled down a bit. Um, they're getting some results on the pitch, which is yeah, always nice. Uh, so what, what I'm interested in, I'm often interested in like the fa- the way the fans are looking at it. Are the fans coming back? Because it's been pretty dire on the attendance front, certainly this earlier this season and I think towards the end of last season. Would you say, are they, are they coming back? What's well, an average attendance? I mean, the these average days. attendance these days is about fourteen or 15,000, which yeah. is about 10,000 short of what the actual yeah. capacity is. Um, I mean, you said it towards the end of last season, actually... The last game of the season, do you remember Portugal Day? Yes, I do. That was a good day because that was about 20,000. Oh, okay. So still not full capacity, but, you know, as good as you're going to get. When you've been in the midst of a relegation battle, that's not too bad. That's not too bad, yeah. But, um, I mean, in in truth, ever since they got relegated from the Premier League, kind of attendances have kind of dwindled and then they kind of, yeah, just a bit up and down really, but, but they've never really got it even near capacity on a consistent yeah. basis. Maybe the one-off, odd one-off game. Um, but as I say, in truth, you're looking at sort of 15,000 every week, which is, I mean, not too bad for uh, uh, what they have been, a struggling championship team. Yeah. Uh, so you can't blame the fans for staying away. You know, why would you watch a team which is pretty uninspiring, to be honest? Um, you know, if, if they went on a 10-game winning run between now and you know, the new year, then I'm sure that they you'd be looking, you know, at certainly high teens up towards yeah. twenty thousand. Um, but it, obviously, it's still not ideal. You want to you want a full house, don't you? Where are they but sitting in the table at the minute? They're eighteenth out of twenty four. So, so they're out of the relegation zone. They're out of the relegation zone. They they say they're slowly picking up results, and I think ultimately that's, I mean, that's a big factor in it. Clearly, having a, a stadium, you know, a couple of miles outside of town. Transport links are good, um, but you know, obviously, if it was closer to town, and uh, you know, maybe they get a few more, you know, on a weekly basis. But um, as I say, I think for 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 what they are, it's they are still relatively good attendances, uh, and obviously, you know, when you are in a bigger stadium, 
it shows you know the empty seats so if they had a smaller ground they would probably if they had a 12 yeah. 13,000 seat ground um i would say like elm park how, how many was elm park do you remember oh heavens no no ouch what was that sorry everybody i don't know what that was <laughs> Never mind. Uh, that was a notification. Was it on Facebook? Uh, it was someone naughty Tom for uh, <laughs> leaving your messages open. It was someone responding to um, the question. On, was it? Uh, was it really? Yeah. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Um, so yeah, I think uh, smaller ground they would they would fill out every week just because the fact they got a bigger ground uh, they can't fill out. Um, Does that affect the atmosphere? Is what I always I think that probably the average. Attendance when I was last going was probably about seventeen, eighteen thousand at that point, and you could feel the difference in atmosphere because people just yeah. were a bit bored. I think of the yeah. play and the more, yeah, obviously the more fans they're in, the the better atmosphere it is. Having said that, when you when you when you got two sort of sets of fans going at it, not necessarily fighting, obviously, but but singing <laughs> their hearts out. Uh, like we had Leeds a couple of weeks ago. Um, yes. Then, then you can get good atmosphere, and and uh, obviously, if you've got some entertaining football to match, that always helps as well. So, um, you, you can get some good atmospheres, but it, it depends on a lot of factors. It depends, you know, even on things like the weather. If it's just a cold day, and people are not going to be going to come out, and it's going to you're going to struggle to generate, you know, lots of noise. But mm. if it's uh, if it's a nice day, big club in town. Um, you know, Saturday afternoon sunshine, then there's a, a better chance. So, what do you think this new manager's doing differently that's got the players a bit more g'd up? Um, he's just what he's done is just stripped it back to basics, and it's a bit of a cliche, but they're not he's, still he's, playing. He's, from he's the just back, are they? he's no, they're getting it forward a, a bit quicker, Good. and he's basically just gone round to every player and says, "You do this." you do that and then you know it kind of all falls into place and it kind of sounds very simple and it's what every manager should do but some managers maybe like to just overcomplicate it a bit and if you're asked to do two different things you're you know put very simply you know you're 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 split 50 50 Mm. whereas if you're asked to do just do this one thing for 90 minutes on a saturday do it to your best um, then you'll probably get rewards from it, and that's what's really happening for for Reading, I think. Um, Say so it's just the the messages are very clear, and they're you know I think they they are happy for, happier for it. The players they're looking a bit much better collectively as a group as well. You know, individually you can't doubt them; they're very talented players. But um, the the issue has always been whether they can do it as a collective bunch. They are doing that now. And what kind of squad is it? Is there some players, you know, more mature players that have been at Reading for a while? McCleary's still there, isn't he? They've got a couple of, yeah, Chris Gunzer and Gareth McCleary, the longest serving players. Yeah. They've been there since 2012, so almost eight years now. Um, they've got a sort of a good academy system, so they've got some youngsters coming through the ranks, and they've got they've got a sort of a mixture, really, of sort of more senior players and, and youth players. And, um, and there seems to be a, a better team spirit as well. They went to Paris for their Christmas do the other day. Oh, and, um, very nice. Put lots of nice, happy pictures on uh, on social media. So, um, you know, it's just little things like that. They, you know, they, they they clearly bond on and off the pitch and um, they, they're getting the rewards from it. So it's nice to see that. Um, and long may it last. It's still early enough in the season for it to make a difference. We say it early enough. It's it's almost halfway through the season. I know, Can you but that means it? there's still half a season to go. Well, precisely, they've already yeah. gone up to yeah. 18th already. Yeah, they've got. Then you know they could finish uh, mid-table likes. or above. Yeah, potentially. I mean, they've got 27 games to go. It's so multiplied by that by that many. three. Wow! And 27 hmm. games to go. Yeah. Where do they find the time? On a Saturday well, they afternoon, they are <laughs> three o'clock on a Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. There's plenty of weeks to go. Um, yeah, uh, there's uh, there's ample time for the season to go one of two ways. So let's just hope it's the yeah. way that everyone wants it to go. Yeah. Rather than what, another no, no. relegation battle, because we've had two consecutive seasons of that, and you know, as as nice as it is, kind of having something to play for. 
um, it would be nice kind of if they're winning rather more it was games. The playoffs than rather than the yeah. relegation zone. <laughs> yes, ideally. <laughs> well, thanks very much, John. I hope that, that was, was informative. That was, I was hope my so. little update. Yeah, was it good? yeah, no, it was good. Should get yourself on um, BBC Sport or something like. Should, as a, as a, one of those people that's in the gantry commentating back to Jeff Stelling about what's going on in the game. He did very well there. I was enjoyed that. Did, was I asking some good questions? Yeah, I liked it. Was I, I thought it was you know you just Gosh. you. I, I didn't say a word. I sounds surprised. Of, I was in the, in my head. I was going, "What am I going to ask John?" And then you just I just you know, stepped up to just when I needed you. You're welcome. Thanks. Okay, uh, now it is time to speak to our guests, Dane White and Dom Jemski from Phantom Brewing Co. Hi everybody, I have come down to, what's this estate called guys? I should have asked you this before we started. We're at Unit 3 Meadow Road. Unit 3 Meadow Road, the home, or the new home, Phantom Brewing. Um, and I am with, from left to right... Uh, so I'm Dom, I'm one of the co-owners. I am Matt, I am the taproom manager. And I'm Dan, I'm also one of the co-owners. How are we doing guys? Yeah, yeah good, thank you. Yeah, yeah. We are here, we're sat in your, your tap room. Um, it's really nice for anybody that hasn't seen it. I've got, I've got to have some pictures. Um, and we're recording this a couple of weeks before it's actually going to go out. So it's a bit of an odd one. we kind of got to talk about the future without the future kind of happening. Mm-hmm. But um, the tap room itself, you'll have had it by this, by the time this goes out, you'll have had a bit of time to settle in. It looks amazing. Thank you um, very much, yeah. What inspired you to go this far? Um, for us, we're massive beer geeks, obviously, and we have no problem going to different places and drinking beer, but being close to the town centre, we know that there might be some people who aren't so into the beer scene, um, and it might be a bit daunted them to come to something that's not so cosy and, uh, and welcoming. So we put a lot of effort and investment into the tap room to make it uh, welcoming for as many people as possible. Yeah, we wanted people to make it feel like a bar. You know, yeah. we want people to be in here and not feel like they're in a warehouse drinking beer, hopefully good beer. Yeah. Um, but we wanted them to actually feel like, no, I'm in a bar. Oh, and there's a warehouse just around the corner which has the brew equipment in it. It's, uh, it's an interesting one because tap rooms, I, I feel, in my, my sort of moderate experience of coming to these things, tap rooms are a thing now. They, mm-hmm. they seem to have, someone had the bright idea of actually, we're making the beer, why don't we sell it? Is that... You started with, did you start with the tap room first and then the beer, or which way around did you do it? Uh, no, I think we was always uh, needed somewhere to do the beer. The beer was paramount, but we also wanted a space where we wanted to drink. We, yeah. uh, we spent a lot of time in America, me and uh, Dom, traveling around different breweries, different pubs, different places. And um, this, we end up always going to the kind of same style of places, which yeah. always had shuffleboard, had different games, stuff to keep us entertained, but also really good beer yeah. at the same time. So. That's kind of what we wanted to bring into this space. We wanted to make sure we have the capabilities of making some really good beer, but also other stuff for people to want to stay and you yeah. know, enjoy each other's company as well as you know, the games. It's not just about the beer here. There's a few other, obviously the gaming, uh, the shuffleboard, the ski ball table coming in uh, shortly. We've got the arcade machine, uh, uh, retro uh, customised arcade machine in the corner over there as well. Um, so yeah, it's just to make sure that, you know, when you come here, there's something for everyone. Not necessarily, you, know, you can bring your family here. There's yeah. um, stuff for kids to do. Um, you know, uh, it's just a bit, you know, not just about the beer. We want it to be kind of a, a big picture, the bigger picture. Yeah. Tap rooms have a habit of cropping up on industrial estates, where, yeah. let's face it, you wouldn't be walking through mm. on a on a Friday or Saturday night. Yeah. So, I guess so. I, I I used to work in a in a building just down the road from here. And walking through here at night wasn't exactly the, the, the greatest of experiences. But what you could see walking through here was there's a lot of manufacturing on this site. So mm. suddenly, actually, to have somewhere that's a bit of a venue to go to, um, is gonna, I think it's going to make a bit of a difference. And obviously, there's plenty of houses in this estate as well. And more housing is also coming yes, as well. Yes, housing too. next door being uh, built shortly and, and has been built. Um, there's a lot of uh, different yeah, like warehouses around here who... Um, uh, we'll, um, well, we hope to want to come down and, uh, and uh, say hello to us. So if you're listening, hi. I think, I think we've been surprised by the footfall that's been just yeah. walking past here yeah. on you know a Friday. I think they've said they've had a few people just pop their head in and see yeah. if we're open yet. Well, we've got to go. Yeah. Unfortunately not. For us, it was a very deliberate decision, like you say. Not many people would be walking around industrial estates. Yes. Uh, so when we were looking for a, a permanent home, we wanted somewhere as close to the town centre as possible. We're fortunate that we're 10 minutes walk away from the yeah. station, which obviously is very helpful. So, any so when you were 
thinking about putting the brewery together. Where, when did this idea happen? I know we've spoken previously and I've written some bits and pieces, but when did this idea happen? Um, it probably September. was... September. Yeah. September 2017. Yeah, it's been over two years in the making, really. So we, we brewed beer at home. Uh, like I said previously, we, we love beer and we're proper beer geeks. So um, it was kind of uh, almost like a hobby that got out of hand, you know. <laughs> um, we, we brewed beer at home and started investing more time and more money into doing that. Um, you know, on the amateur kind of home brewing circuit, um, and then kind of went from there. And it, it, like I say, it was a hobby that got out of hand. And here we are, two years later, ready to open our doors. Is there any story behind the name? Yes, there yeah, is. There is actually. Um, so we, uh, the first beer that we kind of designed the recipe for as home brewers, uh, we wanted one of those really goofy names that home brewers give. That's a stupid pun. So. Uh, I called it Phantom of the Hopper. Um, <laughs> please don't sue me, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Um, and my wife drew up a design on a bottle and we gave it to friends and that was the very first beer we did. So when we formed the company, we wanted something that would hark back to where it all began for us. There were many other names that we just couldn't agree on. I'd come up with a name and Don would yeah. go, I don't like it. Don would come up with a name and then I didn't like it. And so then Phantom kind of had that best of both worlds. He is a, he's a big fan of the Real Reading podcast, I must admit, Sir Andrew. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's on at me every week about getting him Subscribed. on. Subscribed. He's more than welcome in the tap room if he wants to come down. I think I'll have him on when he moves to Reading. So, yeah. you know. um, so, so Matt, you've, you've come across here from somewhere else. Uh, yeah, Are you well, allowed to say where you've come from? Yeah, I used to work for Siren Craft in yeah. uh, Finch Hampstead. Plenty of um, experience there. Yeah, I've run a few other bars in Reading Town Centre as well, um, the Grey Fry, the Fisherman's Cottage, so um, I, I know the kind of Reading uh, pub scene quite well, yeah. I'm quite, uh, I guess, a familiar face in places, so um, yeah, I hope uh, yeah, that people yeah, will come down and uh, uh, come visit me here now <laughs> in, my new, in my new home. So. Did you guys think at all, because in the back of my mind, one of the things I'm always thinking, it'd be great to have a bar, my, my own bar. I wouldn't want to be doing any of the work, I just want to, want to be at the front talking to people. Mm. But, and every time I think about it, it'd be great to have a bar in Reading, because there's a great beer scene. But of course, there is a great beer scene. Was it a factor, looking at that, was that a sort of a positive or a negative? Because I possibly, one of the worries I would have would be, is there too much? Can it sustain another thing, do you think? From our point of view, I'd say it's a massive positive that there's already a good beer scene here. There's people that know good beer and drink good beer, and hopefully when they come down here, we're just an addition to that yeah. scene. Um, we, we've come from you know from Reading, and we're fans of the Reading beer scene. We've been to many of the different breweries and, and uh, bars down here, and you know, we know all the best places to get the best beer, and we just hope to be an addition to that, which I can only see as a good thing for ourselves and, and uh, you know, any neighbours we have as well. We, yeah, we, when we were planning it, it wasn't looking around where we thought we could try and fit in our area. Yeah. We're both born and raised in Reading anyway. We have our ties to Portsmouth as well and stuff. So it was just, you know, it was always planned to be Reading, regardless of the beer scene. So we just lucked out that actually the beer scene in Reading is really coming in the last to, few years. Yeah, we want to contribute. We want to kind of, um, it's always a kind of really vibrant uh, scene. We want to, we feel like we can um, add, to add to that. And, um, you know, I think uh, uh, make a Reading a real destination for, yeah. um, people um, maybe from out of town you know if people can come go oh come, they come down to Reading for the weekend um, there's uh, there's this bar there's this bar there's this yeah. brewery this brewery and then um, there's plenty of things for everyone really I think I, I wrote something about six years ago that said at the time it felt like Reading was becoming a bit of a beer destination mm-hmm. I don't think I quite had in mind two breweries two tap rooms um, numerous craft beer bars um, you know, obviously the Nags Head has always always been there and hopefully will always be there mm-hmm. going forward as well. But I don't, I don't think I quite realised the scale of what it could become. Do you feel like people would actually go, actually, Reading's got a great scene, we should go there? I certainly hope so. That's, um, uh, again, being someone who's worked in the uh, pub scene in Reading for many years, um, I've always wanted to kind of um, have this type of uh, kind of scene in Reading where... You know, Morning from a selfish point of view, somewhere I can go and have a <laughs> yeah. few beers, and um, that we're we're you know, out of work. But um, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely, I think um, uh, it's been great how uh, the last couple of years uh, the amount of options available to uh, uh, the, the people of Reading we have now. So. And it's you know it's fantastic to have all these places with such an emphasis on quality product um, from our point of view, and, and certainly from the places that we like to drink. Um, the emphasis on giving the customer the best experience possible um, and, and I, I don't see why another place would, would be a problem for people. I think it's a, a fantastic, you know, positive for the area. So what, what sort of beers are we talking about when people come down here? What, what's the one that you're kind of most proud of at the moment? 
uh, we've got a five percent uh, payoff or fee in this that yeah came out really nicely. We're really it's happy just the with one you've got to try as well. It's not lunchtime. And remember, you said it was brilliant. You, yes, you, I said yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Five stars. You're on record there, so yeah, you, yeah, can't, yeah. you can't take that. No gives you back to you. It's all right, I can edit this bit. So, I, I suppose, when, when are we opening? Uh, so, we're open this Saturday, which is the 23rd, um, and we'll be open from 1 o'clock in the afternoon through till 10. Uh, and that's Friday and Saturday. So thereafter, Friday will be three, 3 p.m. to okay. ten p.m. on Fridays. This is our initial opening times. Uh, uh, just obviously until we get ourselves um, grounded, there is there you know, could be opportunity for more hours in the future. But obviously, yeah. we, we want to wait and see first. <laughs> um, anything that you'd like to add just before we we finish up? Uh, just that anyone and everyone's welcome down. Uh, we're family friendly. Uh, we're especially dog friendly, so if anyone's got any dogs they'd like to bring on, please do. Um, I will stop working yeah. and say hello to them, uh, <laughs> as you know, most friendly bartenders should. Um, uh, we're going to have uh, street food every Saturday, so we're going to have a rotation of food uh, down here. Um, we're trying to get some uh, really nice stuff here. We're going to have a few events lined up, so um, if you keep your eyes peeled on our social media uh, accounts, there'll be some updates shortly about... Um, uh, some various uh, events and ideas that we have um, in the future. We'll also um, be holding some what, a red, a white, and a rose wine. We have gin, yeah. rum. We also have some other spirits as well. So, as much as our focal point is our beer, we still can cater for other drinkers. Dane, Matt, and Don, thank you very much. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. was uh, Dane and Dom. I mentioned I ran down there literally the moment I heard it was opening. Got an interview with them, put it in the can. Where is it? It is in that little estate behind Drew's, the Ironmongers. Okay. Um, it's on Meadow Road, which is the one that you walk along. It's got loads of manufacturing around it. And sometimes if you walk there in the evening, you can late at night, you can hear them bashing bits of metal around and working in their workshops. Where the plug and play was? Uh, there? Sort of. Al- yeah, almost. It's not, not a million miles away. I'm just trying to think of... It's I, opposite the storage place in the corner. Uh, no, 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 not opposite. It's, it's beh- it, would be, it would be behind it in the... In the in that estate, okay, it's 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 sort of basically in that industrial estate um, with all those sort of rows of houses. I think it's like sort of Cardiff Road and Swansea Road, that kind of area, just before you get to Cavisham Bridge. And is it their own beer they're brewing? Yep, brewing their own beer. It's not quite brewing it on site yet, but that is almost being done. They've been brewing it elsewhere, mm-hmm. but they've got a couple of beers of their own in there. It's all very nice. So what's uh, sorry? I mean, we could talk oh, about this all day. We but could do. What's That's with this kind of? I don't want to say explosion, but increase in number of uh, these places around Reading um, you know, in the last, what, year? A couple of years? Yeah, uh, it's just Reading. So I wrote something about how, uh, recently about how Reading is now, um, I would call a craft beer destination, which is this sort of, this kind of really, kind of really good, slightly more expensive, but, but kind of really good high quality beer that's being produced it's it's becoming really popular and um quite honestly i think from this from speaking to the to the two different places that i've spoken to um i think it sometimes location wise it just comes down purely to both having a good kind of environment for it already in terms of people who are drinking a lot of that sort of stuff around reading already but also reading just has a lot of empty warehouses mm. to put these things in um i know when i've spoken to some of these guys uh, about the, the breweries that they've opened, they've said, oh, you know, they've been looking at places like Basingstoke and Farnborough and all these sorts of places. And actually, Reading kind of fits the bill a bit because it's already got that scene a little bit. And and you know, as as we found from from the the double barrel brewery that's that's opened up that we spoke to uh, several, well, actually, nearly nearly a year ago now. Um, you know, their 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 brew their bar that they have in the brewery itself is is busy all weekend, every weekend. Um, I suppose with somewhere like Double Barrel, because like my immediate thought with that, because it's out along, yeah, it's Portman out towards Road the other end of Portman Road, yeah, the far end. That's well, quite far out of town, isn't it? It's not, yeah, it's not convenient for unless you live down that end of town. But I guess if you were going to go there, it's like a a destination. But you'd go yeah. there and you'd stay there. Yeah, for you, the do, evening. you do, you do, you do, you go and you stay, whatever, you, which is you, quite clever on their yeah, part. Yeah, it's a captive, it's a captive audience, mm. but. Um, yeah, you know, sometimes you know all of these places tend to have street food. Occasionally, vendors come along and 
and sell food and that kind of thing. But yeah, you, you'd be surprised how much fun you can have in an industrial estate, really. <laughs> It's always so that's that's been the biggest surprise to me. But I think I think part of it just comes down to the amount of warehouse space that's available to these places. There seems to be quite a lot of it. So, um, so you know. to be a warehouse then, because there's a lot. No, of, not at all, not at all. I mean, if you look just, at if you go down Broad Street in Reading Town Centre, you know the amount of empty units there. Rent. Yeah, but the the problem the problem there you'll have is, is as Rachel says, you'll have rent and also the amount of space. Warehouses are big, and you've got space to have it. You can have your own bar. You can serve your own beer in your own bar. Um, you've got place. You've got space to expand. If suddenly your your brewery really takes off and people really like your beer and you want to make more of it, there's more space to put more equipment in to make more beer. Um, it's just you know. Lot, I think when when this sort of thing sort of started, when these microbreweries came in, they were they were taking small spaces and a lot of them have had to either move or expand into further units. Whereas the two breweries in Reading have both opened in place in space large enough to expand without having to either move or, um, or or kind of take extra units. So it just, it's, as I say, it, warehouses are, you, you'll get all sorts of these places in, you know, you'll probably find some in barns and, and converted houses and old shops and all that kind of thing. But the two in Reading, I think, and, and Reading in particular appeals, as I say, because it's got that audience already and just the space in some of these old, these old warehouses which is easy to convert into because all you really need is running water and a roof well i I suppose if you had a unit down broad street or fry street or somewhere you'd have to spend a fortune on doing the place out to make it attractive to people passing or whatever but if it's in a in a warehouse you expect it to be quite rustic you can be quite minimal with it possibly cold as well at times yeah don't spend your money on loads of sort of fancy decor but but that doesn't mean that they are on the beer they are Quality. nice places to they yeah. are nice places to go to be honest and no, I think as well like if you did one down Broad Street there's not going to be enough room no. in there once you've got all the beer making equipment because it's quite big there just wouldn't be a room for then you know any tables or anything you just you'd end up with a few people stood out the front and well they've got one zero degrees brews on site doesn't it it does yes but again that's that's had an extension to it and mm. all these extra things that bit out the back I don't believe was there. That kind of modern bit out the back, I, I, that was there before I even arrived in Reading. So, uh, well, perhaps we should put one of these two on our little Christmas night out list. Well, I think list, we probably should. We? Yes, I shall gift you a pint for Christmas. Oh, hello, thank you. Okay, let's move on. It is random question time. Oh, the random question. Rach, have you got the random question mug? Yes. You did I run upstairs up to get it. Here we go. <laughs> it's not in it. Should we let John take the question? Do I don't know how. Reading? Of course, I love reading. Right. I don't know how and good this is going to be. The question. This question today. So because what do I do? Just pick just out. Take out, pick out. There's the, only one left. There's only one question in there at the moment. You're not meant to tell them, are you? Just, That's okay. Well, we, need to, we can't we remember what it is. We can't remember what it is. We wrote them ages ago. Right. So. You liking the suspense? Yeah, you look like you're scared something's going to jump out of there. He's much more animated when he's performing. What than in day to day? Yeah, I'm just disappointed he's not wearing his waitrose waistcoat. I, I don't understand this question. <laughs> what is the question? <laughs> What's the strangest bit of traffic management in Reading? Let me guess. He wrote this. Uh, I think it's my handwriting. Oh, that was you. Yeah. The strangest bit, bit of, of traffic, traffic management, management. It's quite good because. So I, I have some beef at the moment with the the Castle Hill roundabout, the one at the bottom by the police station. I thought this podcast was all about positive things about Reading. Well, yeah, oh, no, we love a good moment we'll have about a good traffic. Ma- especially about tra- so, yes, I've got a bit of beef at the moment with um, the Castle Hill roundabout that comes up off the IDR. The traffic lights are just absolutely... There's just traffic. Someone's just gone, I've got 12 traffic lights. I'm just going to put them up. Don't mind. They don't match. They don't... None of them make sense. None of them do the same thing. And people just get stuck. And then people get angry. And then people block. And then people race through. And it's just an absolute mess. And, and there's that bit when you come off the roundabout to go up Castle yeah. Hill. There's like a bonus lane. Yeah, you, sometimes you can go up it. And sometimes yeah. you can come down it. And I never I never go in it because I never know which way. And if, because you've got, you've got traffic lights as well to allow pedestrians across. Yeah. Which don't match the lights on the roundabout. And you've got zebra crossings at some places as well. It's just Carnage. absolute useless. And whoever thought that one up, I'd like to be introduced to them and probably 
say hi how you doing um see ya but you know i'm just oh what, what a meeting that would be <laughs> well i'd probably i'd, I'd just go oh get them, um, on, yeah. get them on the podcast oh. That's uh, annoying. Yes. <laughs> Not your greatest achievement, was it? Oh. Also on that roundabout, when you come out of the Broad Street yep, Mall that bit as car well. park and you yeah. want to come out and get across, yeah. but there's only a tiny bit of road to... The yeah, problem, that, the problem with all of this whinging is that, can you imagine the absolute carnage if they then had to do 25 weeks of work to take it all away and make it better? So I can't decide mm. what I think is better or worse, really. It's just rubbish. The worst one at the moment for me is getting out of Reading on the A33. Okay. You know, they're putting the extending the two lanes to into three and making it the left one and the bus lane. Yes. It's been going on for ages. I'm sure there was a sign. They put a sign up saying that it, it was due to be finished in May. But they're still going and they've... I mean, they're nearly there. But it's just causing <laughs> mayhem for to get out of Reading. If only we knew some journalists who could investigate such things. Rach, have you got one? I try to be in my car as little as possible. Yeah, me too. Especially I walk around here wherever I can because as I get older my road rage gets worse, I think, so it's just better. I mean the most recent one which did affect us a little bit was the um all the stuff around Thames Water around the oh, roundabout <laughs> on Napier Road and Reading Bridge. That was a bit of a nightmare. Uh, because traffic was, I mean, we live kind of in a, you know, residential bit, not on a main through road, but the cars were trying to zip through and were getting backed up all the way down. And then a motorbike went down the pavement to bypass it and oh. my husband had a go at them. It was, it all gets a bit unpleasant. I bet they couldn't even hear him in this big thick helmet. They just gave him a thumbs up and whizzed off. Oh, no, no, they didn't. <laughs> really um yeah so I, I try to avoid the traffic where i can cool hmm. walking is best yeah. we should all walk more yeah but i mean it's not possible is it for everybody not every i'm time. lucky enough that i live close enough to town yes. that it's 20 minute walk talking to someone who did have to drive in this morning because he was doing the early shift hmm. um okay thanks guys uh before we go here's how you can get in touch with the show if you enjoy our prattlings about Reading, and if you've come this far, we assume you must be, please hit subscribe on your podcast app to get the latest episode every Monday morning. You can find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. You can also email getreading at reachplc.com. Don't forget, if you know someone we should be speaking to on the show, please do get in touch via Facebook or Twitter. If you have a moment, please also give us a rating on your podcast app. And if you have time, please submit a review. Five-star review, John just said to me. He's just held up five, a five-finger review or a five-star review? Well, no, a five-star. I'm, I'm telling people to right. give it a five-star yeah. review. I mean, I would, give it, I would obviously one, give it a five-star yeah, review well, as well. Because you're in it this week. Yeah. So. Um, well, no, I, I, you know, I rate the quality of my input, <laughs> and I do believe it is five star today. <laughs> he is—he's so much more animated I than know. he is normally when we're just in the office. It's maybe when he sheds the waistcoat. Yeah, maybe oh, it's when the real yes. John comes out. Um, when you come on next time, yes, can you, you wear know. It, just wear it and then do like a big reveal. <laughs> half an hour on, half an hour yeah. off. Yeah. We'll see if it CLT makes a difference. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan, thank you very much for coming on the podcast and filling in for Hugh. Thank you for inviting um, me. I don't know if we'll put a little poll up to see. Uh, no. No, okay, fine. I think we know who the winner would be, don't we? Yes. Yes. We'll be back next week with more podcast goodness and all being well, an interview with Andrew Taylor, music director of Aldworth Philharmonic. Philharmonic or Philharmonic? Philharmonic. 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 Uh, Philharmonic. Also, winner of a Pride of Reading Award. Oh, wow. Aldworth? Aldworth? Where is Aldworth? Is it... Oh, there is Aldworth, up Streetly yes. Hill, on the sort of back roads to Newbury. I think it's a very nice pub called The Bell. The Bell the, at Aldworth. Yes, yeah, I've been there. They nice. make ham and nice ham and mustard rolls. I've had one. Yes, I had to pay by cheque. Yeah, that's nice. Cheque? Yeah, they didn't have card machines. Oh, bless. It's Lovely. in the middle of nowhere, I though. I it's on yeah. the Berkshire Live's story this morning about the place names in Berkshire, which is difficult to pronounce. Aldworth. It's just one of those funny words. 
How, how do you not say Aldworth? How would you? It doesn't quite sound right. Okay. Not for me, anyway. Okay. On that note, bye. bye. You're listening to the Real Reading Podcast. We apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down the toilet is not a, not a very good idea. Watch that program uh, Hunted on Channel yes. 4. Yes, that Did was brilliant. Did you really, see the yes. one where the guy came out of Reading Station yeah. and chased him all through Reading, yeah. all along the canal, and eventually caught him at the funny Yes, that was brilliant.